Renegades. Check it out. I want to let you know something. Before I had a podcast, I so badly wanted a podcast, but my brain with all of its thinking thoughts was like, you don't know how to do that. And that sounds like a lot of work. Well, guess what? It wasn't once I found out about Anchor. Anchor allows for you to record your podcast. It's super easy. You just use their platform. They distribute it to all of your other platforms like Apple, Spotify, Stitch. And um, let me tell you, one thing I did learn, there's a lot of platforms out there and you do not want to sit around taking your time uploading your episodes one by one. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone. Right now, I'm recording this from my phone. Not to mention the tools like the music, like intro music and little sound effects. Like, how fun is that? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go now. If you're at least, if you've ever thought, I want a podcast, I'm telling you, it's really this e- easy. Anchor.fm. Go to the Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm and make it happen. I did it. You can definitely do it. This is Ashley M. Kelsch, and you're listening to Modern Renegades, a life coaching podcast for the person who isn't interested in playing it safe and is ready to question everything they've ever been taught. Each week, we will explore tools and concepts that inspire us to ask, seek, and feel. Your mind will open up to new ideas and beliefs that are not for the norm. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Good afternoon, renegades. Um, I'm recording from the Big Island, Hawaii, outside, staring at lava. Like, (laughs) my mind. Even though I lived on Maui for 10 years, I only visited the Big Island like one time. And, um... I've never seen, I feel I'm on Mars. I feel like I'm on Mars. It is so incredible. I'm loving my life. The big joke right now is that we're constantly saying, I hate it here, but it's because it couldn't be further from the truth. Oh my God. Um, Okay. So let's start off. First of all, I got so many texts and messages about me um, making out with a stranger. (laughs) Some of you were like, wait, what? I want to do that. Others were like, what's the big deal? And more of you were like, but wait, is there more? And you're still thinking, spill the tea. And I'm like, fine, fine. I'll give you some details, but not a lot. So like I was out running thinking about a podcast that I had recorded with a friend a few weeks back. And I found myself reiterating again, the fact that I don't participate in like this hookup culture or dating apps. And, um, and I feel like I repeat this all the time or that I have over the past year. And I was running and I was kind of like, why? Like, why don't you have casual sex or one night stands or random makeout sessions? The, the, the blatant obvious is that I really don't go out like that. And by like that, I mean, I'll go to the movies, I go to dinners with friends. Um, I don't know, I just I never actively go, actively go out to like, let's just call that on the hunt, on the prowl to get some. But the main part really is that it's because I have this belief that the exchange of energy is such an intimate, powerful one that I don't want to do that with just anybody. And I also really enjoy having great sex and I don't want to risk having bad sex or any sort of anything bad in that regard. I just don't. So 
that followed by like, how will I feel mentally after? And will I judge myself? And will I feel bad if I don't hear from them? And would I want to talk to them some more? And does that make me a bad person? And what if they don't talk to me? And all the questions and all the unknowns just kind of come up. So instead, I just choose to wait until I'm interested in someone and I know it's mutual, which if I'm honest, brings up its own set of BS for me. I spend weeks getting to know this person and wondering like, you know, not just wondering, but like, I mean, you're using valuable brain time and energy thinking all these thoughts about whether or not they're going to be a good kisser or if we will align sexually in the bedroom. And if we don't, then what? Now I'm talking to this person and have a whole nother level of commitment. Um, and how do I get out? I'm trapped. It's too much. Help me. <laughs> so I'd just rather skip all this ruminating and have sex with myself. I know it's good. And I'm like always here for my aftercare. I take care of me after. Um, so anyway, after seeing all of these thoughts and all of the different sides and kind of trying to gain some perspective, I concluded that um, it's obviously a risk either way for me, but the latter actually preoccupies me in a way that I'm just not interested in currently. I don't want to think this much about someone and dating. I don't. So rather than spending weeks to get to know someone before I'm intimate with them, I decided to shatter my own belief system and um, go out with that. I was just like, I'm just, you know, I maybe I will have a one night stand. Maybe maybe I'm just going to go out and make out with a stranger and see what happens. Told a few friends about it, kind of manifested this little idea in my brain, started feeling what that would be like. Um, and next thing you know, I was in my reality making out with a stranger in New Year's and it was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> Now I'm navigating what to do after you make out with a stranger because um, that part hadn't occurred to me. Um, it didn't occur to me that I would maybe not, like, I, I guess I just assumed I wouldn't see the person again. Um, or I didn't think that I might get to know the stranger. And that seems to sort of be happening, which is great. My personal practice right now in life is um, not overthinking things and not being so black and white about everything. I'm really trying to learn how to play in the gray. And, you know, my, uh, I would like normally try to avoid this person and never talk to them again and reject them before they reject me. Or I would make a great makeout and fun story. I mean, I've met the one and I would start imagining my life with them. And I'm working on just letting, like, just being okay and letting it be and practicing managing my thoughts and emotions around it. And it's so good for me. I get to practice like what I wanted to do this year, which is enjoy all these things, um, but not lose focus on myself and my business. And so with that, like, let's stop talking about it, the stranger makeout sesh and move on to future focus and why this concept is so vital to your growth and creating the life you want. And how when you combine this thinking with feeling, you get things done. Things like lose weight, make money, open a business, train for marathons, or, you know, yeah, sure, make out with strangers. It doesn't matter what. Future focus is a required tool for you to overcome your biggest challenge, which is you and your very own brain. If I were to ask you, who are you? Like, and how do you even know? Most of you will look to your past. You'd tell me about your relationships, the kids you have, your job. You'd have an endless download for me about who you are and what you do based on all the things you've done in your life. If I asked you how you planned on achieving your next goal, you would also likely refer to your past and tell me what you've accomplished providing the proof 
of what you're capable of. If I asked you to tell me what you wanted your future to look like, you'd probably just stare at me. I know this because I witness it with my clients and friends all the time. We kind of freeze when we think about what we want and who we want to be. And then we refer to our past to tell us the story of why we can or why we can't. We often express feelings of overwhelm and confusion and decision, feeling stuck and being lost. Your brain goes into what I'll call a state of panic. This is what it's meant to do. You're fully wired to do this. It's like the emotional triad. We seek pleasure, avoid discomfort, and be efficient. This is how we've managed to stay alive and evolve since the beginning of time. Don't leave the cave. Play it safe or you'll die. In modern times, this basically means, motherfucker, just fail ahead of time. When you decide to try to do something you haven't done before, your brain goes to work coming up with all the thoughts as to why you shouldn't or you can't. Run a marathon under four hours. Mm, you've never run that fast before. Your body isn't built to do that. Lose the last 10 pounds. Why even bother? It never comes off. Set aside six months of living into a savings account. <sighs> What's the point of even trying? Every time I do, something comes up and I end up having to spend it. Or I see a purse that I want instead of savings. That's me. <laughs> um, dating? I've never been able to figure that shit out. I'm better off alone. The human brain wants proof of concept to know how to accomplish the goal in order to get to work. Quite frankly, you will never get it referring to your past because you've never been this person before. There's no evidence that you can do it, but there is a fuck ton of conditioned belief and recycled thinking informing you that you can't. This is what I'm talking about. You have to be willing to overcome your biggest obstacle, that brain of yours. In order to chase your goals and create the life you want, you have to be willing to overcome the thoughts you have to be willing to let go of the beliefs you have about yourself, the identity that you've created. You have to believe that change is possible. And you have to believe fucking hard because your brain is going to want to resist these new emotions and energy that it requires just to think differently than it has before. But I mean, really, what's the drawback in believing bigger than you do now? Like if you could believe anything is possible despite your past, what would that be? And how would that make you feel? And that's probably one of the most important questions. How are you going to feel? The thing is, we as humans do everything we do because of the way we think it will make us feel. It's not the actual material or external thing or item. It's the feeling we get from buying the house or losing the weight or crossing the finish line that we're doing it for. Everything we do is because we want to feel a certain way. And our feelings drive all of our actions, making sure we get the results we're after. So it would make sense that you want to tap into the feeling. When I chose to train for the Austin Marathon, I decided I wanted to qualify for Boston. Sounds catchy. Train for Austin, qualify for Boston. Immediately, all the thoughts came up. Have I even, I've never even run that fast. And not to mention, you always say you're going to run a marathon and then you fucking bail. You get sick. You close the store, the kids, there's no time. You're injured. You quit on yourself all the fucking time. How are you going to train to run that fast with only four months to go? All the thinking thoughts with all the proof as to why I shouldn't or can't. Guess how all of this made me feel? Defeated. I felt like a loser before I even started. I had to dig deep to overcome myself. I had to come up with new thoughts that would motivate me. I had to access the me who trains hard, who shows up and doesn't give up on herself. I had to access someone I don't even know which meant I had got to imagine a me who doesn't give up on herself and what that feels like.
I got advice from myself after I'd crossed the finish line in three hours and 40 minutes. I got into her head. Now again, this is me just imagining this person, me, in the future, like a mentor. I'm going to her for the information. I asked her how she did it. What actions did she have to take? How did she show up each day? I asked her how she had to feel to do all of that. I asked her what she had to think to feel that way. I started feeling the immense pride I imagined myself having after completing my goal in the present moment. I started thinking the thought, I overcame myself every day. What I've learned over the last few months of training is that life is always going to happen and there will never be perfect conditions. There will always be reasons to quit. I've been sick and unable to run more than once. I've had my luggage lost with no shoes to train for 10 days. I had an injury that took me out for close to two weeks and continues to flare up after every, after like, I don't know, I'll be out running around 12 miles or so. I feel it right away in my head. I'm like, fuck, I don't think I can do it, but you name it. At first I thought these are all the signs to quit, but I kept thinking I can overcome this obstacle. I'm not quitting on myself. I can overcome myself. It's not even about the time anymore or qualifying for Boston. It's just about proving to myself that I can do anything despite what's coming up. Y'all, and I'm telling you, I am a changed person right now from this. I cannot tell you how much this process has served me. Like, I got a text from my running coach telling me he could see how hard I was working by the miles I was logging and that he was proud. I wrote him back thanking him and not, like, I didn't mean and I don't believe that I did dismiss his compliment. Um, And I didn't want to sound conceited, but I told him, like, dude, I am so proud of myself. Like I'm seeing myself show up in a way I never have before. And it feels so damn good. And like, ironically, the me before would have wanted this outside recognition and validation. My brain exploded for over that for like a minute. I know I'm doing the work and giving my all. I can actually acknowledge that to myself. And it turns out that feels way fucking better than anyone else telling me or noticing that practice of feeling pride in real time has been manifested. Not to mention now, like my relationship with running is nothing like it has been over the last 20 years. Referring, uh, excuse me, referring to your future self is conceptually like no different than referring to your past self. They both exist in your brain and they're only the thoughts that you have. They're both really great tools that you can use. One is not more real than the other. The difference is your future self is limitless. There's so much more possibility. And when you can dream and fantasize about what you want, you expand your capacity to think. The bitches, your brain wants to be efficient and it requires energy to think about the future. Yeah, I was talking to a client recently and he said, I'm ready for the first time in years. Like I'm ready to get out there, but I'm not sure how. In the past I had more confidence, but I didn't know what I was doing. I fucked around and I misled a few women. I'm not sure how to navigate it all. Ladies don't seem to understand my boundaries. They always seem to want more, no matter what. I want to have the days of flirting. The tough part is that, is that I'm just, I'm lonely and I can't seem to shake my gentleman charm. I'm a lover, not a dater. You know, it's almost too much to think about. Maybe I just shun everyone for a bit. I don't know what I want. Freedom, companionship, independence. To be me without leading anyone on. Fuck, it's all too much. I don't have any idea how to think about all that. It might be easier just to focus on my kids and not deal. Just let it happen organically. Because it's honestly, it's 
it's just too much to think about. This is his brain being very efficient, subconsciously living in the past and just soaking in what I'm going to call some pretty low vibe negative thinking. It doesn't make him feel good. You know, Martha Beck calls this story fondling, the story of why you are where you are because of what happened and when and because of who and so on. And you don't realize it, but not only do you lead with the story, but you find comfort in living in it. It's kind of like a safety net. She says, I've come to think that the main purpose of rumination is work avoidance, that dwelling in the past keeps us from the emotional discomfort of creating the life that we want now. I'm going to say that again, because this applies to everybody. I've come to think that the main purpose of rumination is work avoidance. The dwelling in the past keeps us from the emotional discomfort of creating the life we want now. You guys, you can continue to do this and spend your life in stagnation, or you can start to imagine a future you've never considered and start believing in new things. You can stop spending time worrying about how you can't and instead spend your time figuring out how you're going to. This is possible. What do you need to think? What thought do you have to have? How would you show up? You got to get clear on your why. Start where you think you'll end up. Whatever you think you'll prove to yourself by making it happen, prove to yourself now. Start to generate the emotion and embody how it feels now. I understand how hard it can be for your brain to imagine a future it doesn't know. If you find that you can't picture a different future or you have no idea what you want, try this. Just try believing in something new for five minutes. This doesn't have to be life-changing. Maybe it's seeing yourself as a person who works out four days a week or out on a date laughing and flirting. Just daydream for a little bit. Or stop thinking altogether and just feel it all over your body. It could be love, joy, peace, euphoria, whatever feeling you crave, practice feeling it. You don't have to have a reason or accomplish a thing to feel what it's like. You don't need to know the details or the how, nothing. You can just feel. Try these out this week. Because next week, we're going to talk about my new favorite F word, failing. So fucking fun. But until then, you're going to practice imagining a future and feeling it in real time. Got it, renegades? All right. Until next week, consensual, consensual, I say that every fucking time, consensual hugs, consensual hugs, and no complaining unless it's conscious. And there we have it, y'all. Another week down shattering beliefs. Oh, are you here for it? You're here for it. Obviously, I'm definitely here for it. Listen, this is the part where I ask that you do me a solid and you head on over to my website, www.ashleymkelsch.com and click on that podcast button. You can go there and you can leave your comments or ask questions about the podcast that maybe you have. Um, and as always, Apple, Spotify, uh, anchor head on over to that subscribe five stars my reviews could use your words uh, sharing is caring you got to spread the word right so I need your help in doing that I appreciate your support and you're tuning in and you're telling your friends and until next week watch those thoughts